Are you looking for freedom? Freedom from the daily grind and hustle? Or just finding a way to live the life you always wanted? Then join us on the Investing for Freedom podcast. Our host, Mike Ayala, will help you discover new ways to find freedom with tips, insights, and interviews. You'll learn the exact systems he's used to travel the world and live his best life. True success and happiness are all about freedom. And here's your roadmap on how to find freedom on your own terms. Welcome to the Investing for Freedom podcast. Here's your host, Mike Ayala. Thank you for joining me on the Investing for Freedom podcast. I have found when I need something new in my life, when I want something new in my life, I have to exchange something. And so many times we think that when we trade something or we have to give something up, even the word exchange means that we're losing something. But really, if you're wanting something new in your life, you have to exchange something. And this could be in the shape of or the form of mindsets. It could be monetary. It could be location. It could be so many things. I don't know what situation you're in, but I have realized that when I want something new, I have to exchange something. When we think about money in today's day and age, everything is like fiat currency. But if you go backwards in time, literally, if you wanted milk, you would exchange a chicken for milk from the guy that had the milk cow. If you wanted meat, you would exchange something that you had. Maybe it was eggs for meat. And it was really not about losing the eggs. You had a surplus of eggs, so to speak, because you were a chicken farmer or whatever it was, and you needed beef. And so you would exchange something that you had in plenty for something that you needed. So again, this is a mindset issue where so many times we think that we are losing something by gaining something. So my question for you is, what do you need to exchange? What do you have plenty of in your life or even better What is holding you back? What do you need to get rid of? What do you need to eliminate from your life in order order to get something better? This is the question we have to ask ourselves. So what's interesting, again, back to, you know, money, I think we get into this mindset and I'm thinking of a time, I don't remember what book this was in, but it was years ago. As an early entrepreneur, I started a business at the age of 24. It quickly grew. I've said this, you know, many times, but if you're new to the show, maybe you don't know this. Um, this business grew. I was 24 years old. I was, you know, working out of town. I was missing my little children growing up. I was missing Kara's third pregnancy with our um our daughter, Katen. And, you know, I grew up with uh, an absent father who was an alcoholic. He was abusive in and out of life, my life. Um, And so I always said, I'm not going to be that guy. Well, when I find myself, you know, working out of town and missing out on, you know, not being that present father that I wanted to be, I quickly realized this is not what I signed up for. And Kara and I um, really at the prompting of God, I look backwards and it was just so miraculous the way that, um, you know, all this came together. And, and speaking of the great exchange, um, God will war on your behalf, even when you don't see what's happening or what's going on. In my mind, I thought I had this great idea where I'm going to start a business so that I wasn't even thinking about freedom at that point in time, by the way. I just thought to myself, literally, if I'm working 100, 110 hours a week, and that is not a joke, I might as well do this for myself. I did not really, even though I was always entrepreneurial, I did not really have this idea in my head that I was going to be a lifelong entrepreneur, um, finding financial freedom. It wasn't about any of that. Um, I actually literally thought that if I'm going to be a slave to someone else, I might as well be a slave to myself. By the way, I often say this, um, you know, employment, if you're not careful, can literally be legalized slavery. Um, 
I'm not going to go down a, a rabbit hole on this. I'll talk about this a different time. But I'm not saying that being a W-2 employee is a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's slavery. But if it is not helping you accomplish your personal goals, then you're literally working day in and day out for somebody else's goals and what they have for you. I've often said that your boss will never pay you enough money to be his neighbor. And again, I'm not saying that being a W-2 employee is a bad thing. There are many people that I know that are extremely happy in their jobs. They work their entire life in their jobs and they take the money that they're making and they build a good lifestyle and it helps them accomplish their goals and they learn to invest outside of that. But again, your boss will never pay you enough to be his neighbor. So what does that mean? If you want to be your boss's neighbor, then you have to learn how to make more money. Maybe it's a side gig. Maybe it's investing in real estate. Maybe it's having your own business on Etsy. I don't know what the answer is for you, but you have to dig deep and you have to find that. One of my early mentors said, if your business is not helping you achieve your personal goals, you just own a job. And so being a W-2 employee is not any better than or worse than owning a business because you could fall into the same trap as a business owner to where that business is, you are a slave to that business. If you don't own your freedom, if you don't own your time, if you're not able to go wherever you want, when you want. I talk to business owners all the time that are slaves to their business. And so back to the story, I was not, I did not quit my job because all of a sudden I had this, you know, awakening where I realized that, oh my God, I'm going to be an entrepreneur and I'm going to have time freedom and all of that stuff. No, I realized that my job was not serving my purpose, my, well, my purpose, but I realized that my job was not serving my personal goals of being a present father, being a present husband and being able to have the time freedom that I needed. And so, and again, just to kind of close the loop on this, I actually thought if I'm going to work 100 hours a week, I might as well work 100 hours a week for myself. So that's what I thought entrepreneurship was. But God has bigger plans than us. And many times we don't see, you know, the steps. We don't see what God's doing, what God's working behind the scenes. And, and God knows what we need in order to bring us to the great awakening. He knows what we need to exchange in order to fulfill the plans and the purposes that he has for us. And by the way, I'm not one of those, you know, Christians that believes that if it's meant to be, it'll be, brother. No, God gave us independence and freedom. We have choice. We have free will. I love the Constitution of the United States of America, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Now, originally, the founders we're going to put life, liberty, and the pursuit of freedom. That's literally what the Declaration of Independence is supposed to say. But the early founders, they had slaves. And they didn't want to put life, liberty, and the pursuit of freedom into the Declaration of Independence because this is the document that's going to control our future as a country, which by the way, I still believe we live in the greatest country that has ever existed. I believe that God's hand is on this country. I believe that we are positioned and I'm not saying we're perfect. Um, I'm not saying that I agree with the wars and, and, and everything that goes on. And even just like the founding fathers, they were not perfect, but here's, here's a, here's a little, uh, um, a bit of truth that might be a shock to you. We spend so much time judging other people but one of my favorite scriptures is like, you know, Jesus was talking about worrying about the sliver that's in someone else's eye when you have a log in your own. This is the human sickness. We are not perfect. But what I love about God in the way that I believe in God 
is that he did not design us as slaves. We have free will. We have free choice. This is why when somebody says, uh, I didn't mean to get into this today, but this is why when somebody says, you know, how could a loving God do this or do that? He doesn't. He gives people choice and people make poor decisions and there's sickness in the world and we eat crappy food and therefore we get cancer and we have all kinds of things that were never meant for our bodies that give us cancer. So did God, you know, give someone cancer? No, God is good. But anyway, um, back to purpose in the great exchange. If you have something in your life that is currently not working for you, you have to exchange, or even if it is working for you, even if it's good and you want great, one of my favorite books, Jim Collins wrote, Good to Great, What Separated the Great Companies from the Good Companies. Hey, I just want to interrupt the episode quickly to tell you about a dinner that I have coming up for accredited investors. If you are looking for a community of people, an event that is not about passing out business cards, but it's about changing your mindset, this is the dinner for you. We have an amazing speaker coming in. His name is Ken McElroy. We have another amazing speaker coming in, Chris Harder. Ken has like over $3 billion in real estate that he's owned over time. Uh, Chris Harder is building a unicorn company right now in the fintech space and is just one of the greatest humans that I've ever met. In fact, both of these guys are. They've both been huge mentors to me. They're both going to be speaking at this dinner. This dinner is no cost to you. Um, Why are we putting this together then? Because I love being in rooms where I can learn, where I can meet amazing humans, where I can exchange ideas where I can exchange limiting mindsets. This is going to be an amazing dinner. And yes, I have an investment opportunity. Yes, Chris has an investment opportunity. Yes, Ken has an investment opportunity. But that is not what this is about. This is not going to be a pitch fest. Um, This is going to be about education and just building a greater community, which for me is really what this is all about. I want to exchange mediocre ideas and mindsets for great ones. And the best way to do that is to get in a room. So if you're interested in that, it's in Phoenix, Arizona, February 23rd. Text the word DINNER to 480-531-7519. If you want something great in your life, you have to exchange something. So circling back to what I was saying about the book that I read years ago, it talked about how first-generation entrepreneurs, um, they skyrocket, and many of them were immigrants. Um, And the reason why they skyrocket, and this is who I was as a young guy, like I didn't I wasn't thinking that I wanted to, you know, build this amazing business and I was going to have financial freedom and I was going to invest in 45 single families and have five mobile home parks and some commercial buildings. When I, I wasn't thinking about selling my business, which I sold in 2014. I was literally just thinking about what was kind of like in front of me that I just didn't have my freedom, life, liberty, and the pursuit of freedom. It's inside of each one of us. This is why I believe this country is so great. They nailed it. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of freedom. I'm just going to go back to what it's supposed to say. Um, And that means that nobody should be a slave. And again, circling back to the W-2 versus, um, you know, having your own business. Or even for that matter, this farce, this idea that, you know, if you own a hundred doors or a thousand doors, like you're going to have your freedom. Well, that could be true if you structure it properly. But the reality is whether it's a thousand unit portfolio, whether it's a business with, you know, five or 10 or a hundred employees, or whether it's a full-time job, the vehicle is not the magic thing. It's making sure that it aligns with your purpose 
and getting your values clear as a human and what you really want and making sure that that business helps you achieve that or that that job helps you achieve that or that that investment portfolio helps you achieve that. I've been here many times. I've talked to so many hundreds and hundreds of people literally that are a slave to their business. They're a slave to their investments, just like a W-2 employee can be a slave to their job. It's about the mindset. And the great exchange that we have to make is realizing that it is about the mindset. It's getting clear on what our values are. It's getting clear on what we really want out of life and then exchanging the thought process and putting that business or that W-2 job or that investment portfolio in the right place within the equation. And also um, creating boundaries outside of that, looking at what we really want. So maybe within a business, it's, you know, having key employees, maybe within an investment portfolio, it's not managing it yourself. It's finding a property manager. Maybe you already have a property manager and they're just not doing a great job. Who's on your team really, really matters. Um, I actually had a commercial building recently that I've owned for since 2012. One of my greatest deals ever. I'll talk about it in a different show. Um, but one of my greatest deals ever. And, you know, it was, I was just really struggling finding a tenant and, and I was using a realtor that I've known for, you know, many years. I've probably known him for 20 years now. And, uh, some spaces were empty. He got one of the spaces filled finally. And it was, you know, just a kind of a lease that wasn't great. It was in the favor of the tenant. And all, all of a sudden one day I was just like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to find a different realtor. And so I asked some people, I asked a few different people that I know like, Hey, who's a great realtor. And everybody kept saying the same person. And so I found this, I reached out to this realtor, her name's Sierra. And immediately she looked at the building and she's like, number one, the realtor has his own wrong. It's way under um, market. And the same day, she's like, I have a tenant right now that's looking for a building. They can't find anything. There's no industrial buildings in, in Elko. She had at least the same day for like uh, 60 cents more a square foot. So it went from 80 cents a square foot to $1.40 a square foot. And it was leased in one day. So who's on your team? is super, super important. Circling back to the book, I've tried to get here uh, three times. This is the third time's a charm. Um, entrepreneurs, first generation entrepreneurs, they scale quickly because they have nothing to lose. They're really clear on what they're trying to get. And sometimes maybe it's not really about, and this is a generalized statement, but maybe it's not about the big picture and, and maybe it's not about freedom. They just realize that they want something different than what they currently have. They need to make a great exchange in their life. And so they start scaling, their business starts skyrocketing, their investments start skyrocketing. But then we get to a place where, uh, and this is what the book was talking about. Now we have something to lose. We've built business. We've built a good job. We've got 20 years in this job. We have a pension. Um, we've got you know, house bills, we've got all the things that keep us there. And now we have something to lose. If I quit this job, you know, how am I going to pay my bills? Am I going to lose my house? If I, you know, keep getting aggressive with investing in the business, like I did in the early days, um, you know, are we going to be able to make it? We have this idea as entrepreneurs and as humans that somehow the faucet, the supernatural faucet, this supernatural river of resource that has always been there is going to just turn off on us. Well, when, when, when we don't have anything to lose, we're not worried about the faucet. But when we gain something, now we're concerned about what we have to lose. And so we stop making the exchanges of the good to the great because of risk, because of fear. 
and therefore we don't continue to grow. And so what happens is first generation entrepreneurs tend to, this is a generalized statement, but they tend to plateau um, because now they have risk and now they have fear of what they could lose versus what they could gain. And instead of making the great exchange for something good, for something greater, they, they tend to plateau. And this is also why, you know, the stats around second gen entrepreneurs and third gen entrepreneurs, very, very few businesses, I think like 30% actually survive um, through the second generation. And it's something like, I don't know, 8% or 7% of those or something um, ever actually, 7% of businesses ever actually get onto the third generation. And this is the reason why is because we now have something great and we don't continue to exchange it. So these are fear motivators. Um, these are things that it's human nature and it's not easy. But my question for you kind of pulling this together is, what do you need to exchange in your life? Maybe it's not good. And when it's not good, we could feel a pressure that we just don't know how to get out. And so I would encourage you to just, you know, meditate and think on this. What do I need to eliminate from my life? What is not good? What is good that needs to be great? Where do you need to make a great exchange in your life? And what do you need to do in order to do that? This is uh, just kind of circling back to the beginning, you know. We didn't always live in a day and age where money was fiat. Um, we used to exchange. We used to barter. And I think we need to think of it in those terms. What do I need to exchange for something greater? If you've found value in this episode and you know someone who's wanting to start or move further along in their journey toward investing for freedom, I would be forever grateful if you would share this show with them and help me get this message out to more listeners. Also, if you enjoy what you've heard, I would appreciate it if you'd take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. And until the next episode, cheers to moving further along in your journey of investing for freedom.